0: From Public Radio International, this is The World, a co-production of the BBC World Service, PRI, and WGBH Boston. It's Friday, July 30th. I'm Marco Werman. U.S. officials say leaking secret military documents endangers lives in Afghanistan, But when it comes to stopping Wikileaks, the administration's options are limited. Also, America and immigration go hand in hand, at least in the minds of some Europeans. So the feeling is America should take all these people. We don't do it in Europe, but America should just by default. Plus, highlighting the positive side of slum life in Kenya, surfing in Cuba, and Lisa Simpson goes to Bangladesh. First up, this news.
1: BBC News with Jim Lee. Hundreds of people in Pakistan and Afghanistan have been killed by monsoon floods, which have left large areas underwater and cut off. More than 400 people have died in northwestern Pakistan, while across the border in Afghanistan, over 60 are dead. Lees Doucette has been travelling through some of the worst affected regions in Pakistan.
2: Women and children huddled together on damp bundles of clothing, rescued from the rushing torrents of water that swept away hundreds of mud-brick homes. All roads leading south are now cut off. Across vast swathes of land, villages have disappeared. Even in the capital Peshawar, tens of thousands of people are now homeless. We visited the largest fruit and vegetable market in this part of Pakistan and saw a new lake dotted with overturned trucks with cargo still unloaded and the canvas roofs of submerged stalls.
3: The lorry driver's refusal to call off the strike has been the most serious challenge to the government during Greece's eight-month-long financial...
1: The Greek government is to use the army and navy to break a lorry driver's strike, which has led to shortages of fuel and food in the country. The drivers have said their strike will continue despite a government emergency order designed to force them back to work. Malcolm Brabant reports.
3: The lorry driver's refusal to call off the strike has been the most serious challenge to the government during Greece's eight-month-long financial crisis. The union leaders wanted to test whether the government's tough talk was just a bluff, and the Prime Minister, George Papandreou, has now demonstrated that he's deadly serious. In a country with very fresh memories of the military dictatorship, it is an enormously grave step to break a strike with the army. What it means is that army tankers will now go to blockaded petrol refineries and will deliver fuel to strategic places such as hospitals and ports. A senior official
1: in Beijing says that China has overtaken Japan to become the second biggest economy in the world. China's chief currency regulator made the claim on a government website. Mark Gregory has more details.
4: Another milestone has passed in China's ascent to economic superpower status. Well, probably. It's generally agreed that China nearly overtook Japan to become the second biggest economy last year. So few economists would dispute the claim made by the head of China's foreign currency regulator that now this landmark moment really has been reached. But it's not backed by any new data, nor confirmed by international bodies like the IMF or World Bank.
1: During an unprecedented joint visit to Beirut, King Abdullah of Saudi Arabia and the Syrian president, Bashar al-Assad, have urged Lebanon's rival leaders to put national interests ahead of sectarian divisions. They made the visit in response to rising tension between Shiite and Sunni Muslims over an international investigation into the assassination of the former Prime Minister, Rafiq al-Hariri. You're listening to the World News from the BBC. Prosecutors in Uganda have charged three Kenyans with multiple counts of murder in connection with the bomb attacks in Kampala, which killed over 70 people. The Somali Islamist group Al-Shabaab said it was behind the attacks. Peter Gresta reports. The three men made only a brief appearance in the magistrate's court where they were charged with murder, terrorism and attempted murder. They weren't required to answer the charges because, under Ugandan law, the case can only be heard in the High Court. Neither did the prosecutors say how they believe the trio are connected with the Kampala bombings that killed 76 people watching the World Cup.